dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Friday. Hope you're all doing well. We're doing okay. Kind of murky out there. I hear there's some thunderstorms coming. Oh, well. We're all COVIDed in anyway, so I'm not worried about it. Well, you know what? It looks like I might be talking a little bit more about online gaming, maybe as it relates to regular gaming and things like that. Because I got got a voicemail that I want to play, and we'll get to that after this. Okay, I got a voicemail from Jason. And he's talking about his experience with Roll20 Fantasy Grounds and something else. So go ahead, Jason. Hey, Jason here. Sorry about the road noise. Heading to work. I've got one of those jobs where I can't telework. Um, online gaming. So I've got the top-level Roll20 account. I've used all the bells and whistles in the past. And I've shrunk down to where I, I use less and less. In fact, I don't know if you're familiar with Zoom. It's a, like a corporate meeting software. I tend to use that for audio and voice, and it's got like a whiteboard, and you can let the other people draw on the whiteboard, so I, I end up using that usually. Roll20 is nice for dice roller, it's nice for character sheets, but what I find is if you use all the bells and whistles like tokens and, you know, squares where you can move the characters tactically, people get more involved in that as a, well, some people get more involved as that, like almost as a video game. And, and Fantasy Grounds is even worse because of the way it's laid out and things open and close. And the players get more worried about the mechanics of that than they do the game itself. Thank you much, Jason. I really appreciate that. Well, I've never had players, you know, as a player in online gaming, I've never had players treat it more like a video game because I listen a lot and stuff. But I understand what you're saying because I have watched Gage my grandson playing online games. And yeah, I can't tell that from his Roblox sessions with his brother. And so, yeah, I can understand how that's the problem. Zoom, Zoom, I have heard a lot of good things about. And I want to try it, not for gaming, but I want to try it for my YouTube videos. But I just, I don't really have the funds right now to do it. So... I've been thinking of, I don't know if it's a license or a monthly thing, or you just buy the software or whatever, but it looks like it's good for video conferencing, but it looks like I could also probably use it for doing YouTube videos, doing my reviews and stuff. So thanks for that tip on Zoom, and thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Well, thinking about the the online stuff a little more, he's right about the bells and whistles, because if I was a game master, this is one of the things I don't like about what I don't want to really deal with when I'm game mastering is, this is going to sound funny, but the rules. I'm, I've talked about this before in, in other areas, but what I want to say is the bells and whistles detract from the game. And that goes for complicated rule sets too. See, way back, here's anecdote time. Way back around the mid '80s, I was with a girl, my girlfriend. I had a girlfriend, and she was going to. This is back when I lived in San Jose. She was going to San Jose State, right? Down, we lived like a block away, 
And she managed to get a student discount on a Mac Plus. And that shows you how old it is. Maybe early 80s. I don't know. But she got a Mac Plus at the student student union uh, store. And this is the first computer I ever used. I was ever exposed to. And she used it for papers and stuff. I used it for playing games and maybe creating a couple, a thing or two. Not much, because I was still getting used to it. You know, you got Mac Paint, Mac Write, and all that other stuff. And what she told me really made an impression on me. She said, I like the Macintosh over then Windows, DOS and Windows, because... I don't have to spend half my time worrying about the software. I can worry about what I'm writing when she's, you know, she basically uses a word processor function. But she says, whatever I'm doing, I don't have to worry about the software because it's real easy to use. And so it doesn't distract me from what I'm trying to do, which is write. And I appreciate that and I apply that to my rule set too. I don't want the rules to get in the way of what we are trying to accomplish at the table, which is entertainment, fun, and an adventure. So any kind of really complex rule set, this is why I don't, another reason why I don't play supers as much, because a lot of them tend to be kind of complex. In fact, playing champions, I can appreciate something like Villains, Vigilantes, or Marvel Superheroes face rip now because of the randomness of it. Yes, I'd like to customize a character, but I have the option of randomly rolling a character, which is good. And I can just do it that way if I don't want to think about it. And it's, once again... I can get, and it also makes it easier to get a character up and going and out the door into the adventure. So there is that. So I've appreciated that more. I said I'm not going to use it all the time if I'm playing those games, but I appreciate it more. There is that. I like having that option, especially the newest villains, vigilantes, uh, mighty protectors, because it gives you kind of it kind of it kind of splits the difference where you get a certain set of rules or thing or a set of stats or whatever that and then you get points to customize it. This is also why I like mutants and masterminds. Because to me it seems like champions light where you can you can use points to build stuff but within there the the, the the like the powers come as a instead of they come as an as an effect in champions they would come as a set sets of powers that have their own advantages and limitations you can put on there. And also they have some general ones you can use. But I'm digressing, I'm digressing. The point is, things get simplified down, it makes it a lot easier to run the game. Because to me, complication just cramps my creativity. It really does. The more complicated a game is, the more I have to worry about how the game works and the less I can worry about what's going on at the table, what's what they're doing, what I have to do, things like that, if you get my drift. Now, I'm not saying anything new here, I don't think. It's just that Jason got me thinking 
and I just wanted to clarify a few things that were in my mind. And so this is kind of the parallel to online gaming. If I get, yeah, I can learn. Yeah, there's a learning curve on both Roll20 and Fantasy Grounds. Okay, fine. Or any other VTT that, are, that is out there. But it's a learning curve. Sometimes I really don't feel like I should have to spend time to do. I mean, heck, uh, regular D&D has a learning curve. But it's a real easy learning curve, especially when using the OSR stuff like I do. It's a real easy learning curve. I don't have to spend too much time doing it. And the fact that I've been doing it for 40 years says something that, yeah, it's ingrained in my, it's ingrained in my DNA. It's, ingrained in, it's in my blood. You know, that, that kind of game I can just do without thinking because I've done it so long. But I can see people who don't want to spend 40 years learning one game. You know what I'm saying? So there's that. So to me, the simpler the rules, the easier the creativity. That's why I don't want a rule for everything. That's why I don't want to see a, a system for every little thing that comes up. This is why I'd rather make rulings, not rules, because it moves the game along and everybody has fun then. So, there's my little rant. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you again, Jason. So, I'm going to go start my day. Yeah, let, uh, if you want to talk to me about this or anything, oldmangrognar.gmail.com, or you can drop me a voicemail on Anchor, like Jason did. Thanks again for my supporters. You too can support me as little as 99 cents a month would help. And I thank my supporters, Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John, Allen. You guys are great. And do not forget about certain podcasts that are really good. Dan Gregg's The Young Y-U-N-G Grognar Podcast. And the two anchor ones, Mark C. Walring's The Yawning Albear and John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diary. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.